everybody, and welcome to Nerd, 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 Girls. Girls. All right. Hello, everybody. Before we get started, I want to take a moment to say that as residents of Los Angeles County, we acknowledge our presence, including virtual presence, on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the indigenous people who are variously referred to as the Gabrielino Tungva people and Keech Nation. I am your host, Bridget, pronouns she, hers. I'm Jen with the G, pronouns she, hers. Hi, everybody. And I am Caroline. Um, I was on here fairly recently, but now I'm back. Hooray. Yes, it's great to have you back. Um, very excited to be talking about this new She-Hulk trailer that just dropped. Wow. Okay, so so where should we begin here? Um, maybe, maybe start with I- general thoughts or... Oh, go ahead. What was that? Oh, I was saying maybe start with like general thoughts. Yeah, Jen, I kind of I'm kind of curious about your reaction first because you have um, more of a background knowledge of the character than we do. Well, I like kind of lost my mind when you sent us that link over text. I was like, finally, this is happening. Like we all knew this was going to happen and everything, but to actually have the trailer, I kind of lost my mind a little. So watched it and kind of squeed a little, especially with how it ended. Let's take the fries to go. And I I don't know why that just stuck in my head. It is now living rent free in my head. I don't know why, but I'm pretty excited. What about you guys? I think it's living rent free in your head because that's just a good date. You know, if you take the fries to go, I feel like that's what you want a date to end. (laughs) (laughs) What about yeah. you, Bridget? Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's kind of like Moon Knight in the sense that I was like, oh, that's happening? I mean, I, I was more aware of its existence than, than Moon Knight, which was not at all until, <laughs> until Caroline <laughs> told us about it. She-Hulk, I, I knew it was, like, on the periphery, but, like, it was not, yeah, I don't know. It just wasn't really on my radar so much. Um, I guess Marvel was just coming out with TV more quickly than I was really keeping track of. I've been so used to just, like, monitoring the movies, you know? Um, so it's it's a different... I don't know. It just feels like a different place to be in, especially as someone who's also a Star Wars fan and keeping up with those shows. It's a lot. It's a lot, you guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi is coming out soon. I think I'm going to die. Anyway. <laughs> so, but we're talking about She-Hulk, so apologies um, for getting sidetracked. But I am... Um, so... I was kind of I was surprised. I didn't I didn't I don't really know anything about um She-Hulk other than like her name uh Jennifer well I if I have this even right. It's Jennifer Walters, right? Yes, that's um, correct. Yeah, um you know and that she's a cousin Bruce Banner and like I don't even know how I know this background knowledge of her powers. Maybe I was just like curious and looked it up um but like that she got like a blood transfusion from Bruce and that's how she became the She-Hulk. Um, but the difference is that she has more control over her transformation than Bruce does, um, which I'm like, yeah, good for you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that she's a lawyer. Um, and but that's pretty much all I knew about her. So, like, um, I was I was, you know, even though I didn't have like I didn't have like expectations per se about the character, but I was still surprised at like how snarky she is Um you know, like a very, but like in a very like dry sort of done cynical kind of way, you know, like not necessarily like the, the Tony Stark kind of snippy, but like just like a different, it's a different flavor to it. But I don't know. It just was like, 
huh, okay, that's interesting. Like, woman who's, like, disillusioned with the world uh, a little bit, a lot of it, um, you know, and just, like, yeah. Um, so, so that was just, like, the first, in terms of first impressions, that was what really, really struck me. Yeah. yeah, I don't blame her for being cynical, honestly. I mean, considering what's been going on in the MCU so far, yeah, y'all got blipped for five years, a bunch of heroes died, there's a bunch of uh, shady stuff going on. Yeah, I'd, I'd be a little cynical too, especially since it seems like they're going to have her be a lawyer for the superhero division, which, that's going to get tricky, folks. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in that because, like, one of the things I always have questions about are, like, the day-to-day stuff of living in the MCU, and I feel like superhero law is something that just probably should have been around much longer, considering that we've had superheroes running around since, like, the late aughts in this timeline. I'm like, someone's got to be dealing with all the massive amounts of collateral damage, you know? Like it, it seems like superhero law would be a thing, but we already we kind of got a hint of that in Spider-Man: No Way Home with Matt uh, stepping up to defend Peter. Um, so yeah, I also am kind of curious. Daredevil is he going to show up in this? You know, I hope so, but I'm not counting on it. I mean, the two are friends in the comics. You know, the the fact that they bond over superheroing and lawyering, it's really cool that they just that's what brought them together as like just two non-romantic platonic friends, you know? So again, I, I, I would love if Matt Murdock like showed up, but I'm not counting on it. So I would love to see him or a uh, foggy Nelson, you know, just other lawyers and such, but I, I am not counting on it. I am like, I'm just, I'm happy with what we got so far. The fact that we got Mark Ruffalo back, I was pretty pleased as punch there. I was like, Oh, a baby like obviously you can't have she hulk without the og hulk but i was i was genuinely curious like okay is uh mark ruffalo just gonna be a one-off character they gonna keep him around oh okay he's gonna be the series regular okay i'm happy yeah i i'm gonna say that matt murdoch is gonna be in it because so far i think we've had some good luck manifesting things um i'm just gonna put my energy towards Matt Murdock showing up in G-Hulk for now until I find another project. Um, you know, aside from the <laughs> can continuously have a burner, like obviously, you know, more Captain Carter is on the back burner. Um, yes. But, uh, you know, we already, we already got one appearance by her. Um, so yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's there. It's in the background. We, my- yeah. We weren't able to bring manifest agent Carter season two, but I think we got something almost even better, possibly even better. I haven't seen multiverse of madness yet. So like you, <laughs> but pretty great, pretty fantastic. So I'm going to count it. Yeah. I'm excited, yeah. but I still want Agent Carter season two. So anyway, just the oh, news- sorry, season three, because we did get season two. You're That's right. We did get season two, season three. So I'm going to just keep putting some energy toward that. Um, <laughs> and, and, but my new thing will be Matt Murdock, either cameo or supporting role or something in She-Hulk show. I, I'm going to put that out there. So yes, yeah. I'm here for it. Manifest. Manifest. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a perfect excuse to to bring him back. Clearly, they're interested in doing that. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, I also feel like we're gonna be getting other Defender cameos coming up because I feel like a trend recently has definitely been 
bringing things over from the TV shows into the movies. Um, you know, and a good example of that is like the dark hold showing up in WandaVision. Um, you know, because it's like, that's something that was kind of marooned off in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And now they're like, actually, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is canon. And I'm like, yes, it always was. But um, <laughs> anyway, so I, I have this theory that we are probably going to be seeing the other Defenders as well, except maybe not Danny Rand. Hopefully he won't be showing up again because nobody likes him. But um, yeah. oh, ouch. You know, the other defenders um i'm hoping that we'll be seeing but you know since they are coming over to disney plus which in and of itself is like i wonder how they're going to manage that i guess they're going to need like parental controls or something they um, do have parental controls yeah, i had to i had to switch my parental control thing on disney plus just so i can finally finish watching jessica jones and i'm like yes rated m let's do this oh no i don't need to see that no 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 I'm here for the violence, not the sex. Yeah, I'm here for both. But, um, <laughs> you know, there, there are things I don't have in my real life. So I get them vicariously computed. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I am, I am also kind of excited about that because I feel like it does kind of mean more kind of, I guess we can, you can kind of move into more adult focused content. And that doesn't necessarily mean like graphic. It can just mean like, you know, themes or for instance, like the She-Hulk show, it doesn't seem like it's going to be grim and gritty, but like, it does seem like it is focused on like 30 something women, you know, in a way that the other movies have not been. True. Yeah. I mean, we see that clip of her like going out on dates, you know, and one being like semi-successful of her carrying him over the threshold as any indication. So we might have some implied sexy times or something for all we know. Doubt it, but I, like considering that Marvel likes to do heavy makeout sessions at best, you know, in in terms didn't, of their wait, didn't we see like a love scene in the Eternals? Like, am I just well? I mean, you had PG thirteen, so yeah. you, you might have seen something, but I mean, I'm just saying it was like pretty heavily. If we're going just like implied sexy, sexy scene, they have technically done that. <laughs> The one time that they did after like ten plus years of movie making, so yeah. Like what a waste! What a waste! (laughs) I know. It's like everyone is so hot, but no one's getting it on. (laughs) (laughs) So we might see some action with Jennifer Walters. Uh, Who knows? Who knows? I'm not exactly manifesting that. But like, just all right, cool. You know, Marvel, just uh, dip your toes in the water there. You know, we can handle it, you know, especially considering how these comics really get into the nitty gritty, you know, and even though uh, She-Hulk comics don't exactly get into that nitty gritty, at least not like uh, Daredevil or uh, Jessica Jones, she still covers some dark stuff, you know, like, especially around the Civil War comics. But you know what doesn't get dark, but considering that the Hulk is like this raging monster and she often gets uh tag she tags along into that you know as a fellow hulk yeah it gets pretty destructive and violent so let's see how far they push it not sure if they will considering what we've seen in the trailer because it seems more like fun than um punching in the face or whatever but right especially because even bruce like is like the professor hulk now right so even he's got it kind of under control you know yeah which, like, I'm fine with. I kind of prefer the Professor Hulk incarnation because it's like he can still, you know, be his trademark superhero self, but we don't have to deal with, I don't know. I mean, just cards on the table. 
I really never particularly liked the Hulk that much outside of Thor Ragnarok, um, in which he is like Hulk, but also, you know, has it to some extent under control that he can just kind of hang out as the Hulk. Um, so like, I think maybe that's my favorite version of the character is one where he's like, yes, he has that aspect. He's not just another scientist, but it's also not about like the whole, oh no, this angry side of me that I can't control, um, which is also, I, I don't know, maybe it's for me, at least it's a little hard to take seriously because of the fact that he just looks like a cartoon character, you know? Um, <laughs> it, like, it'd be one thing, it's one thing if someone has like a super powered evil side that just looks like a regular person, like that can be kind of scary, but I feel like if you turn into like a big bright green giant with purple pants, um it's just less intimidating. <laughs> that's just me. Listen, you're not going to get any arguments from me about like the representation of Hulk. <laughs> I can't, I've never even watched the incredible Hulk, so I can't even speak to that, which I understand, which, you know, is probably not entirely fair of me, I guess, to speak about the Hulk in general, <laughs> but yeah, but we have seen him in a lot of movies, you know, even if you haven't seen Incredible Hulk, you've still seen him in a lot of movies. So yeah, but like, so, but I like Mark uh, Mark Ruffalo, and I like I like that he is gonna have more to do. You know, yeah, as like Mark Ruffalo versus, you know, yeah, just like just the Hulk, rah. Yeah, and like I, for me, Mark Ruffalo just like didn't do anything for me. But at the same time, like you pointed out, he didn't really have a whole lot to do. So that may be not his fault at all. So. Nah, nah, hopefully we he gets a little bit of the spotlight. Like some people, uh, I I don't know about you guys, but I noticed that there's a kind of a mixed reaction to the She-Hulk. And one of the criticisms that I've been hearing is, okay, so the Hulk, like, he had one of his own movie, but it's with, uh, what's his name, Edward Norton. And then there he is, like, shoved into the background, a sidekick to everyone. And when we finally have something Hulk-based, it's not him. He's, like, the sidekick to his cousin. All right, makes sense. That's totally fair to Mark Ruffalo. And I kind of see where they're coming from because I have a lot of respect for Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, um, I'm okay with this. You know, if he's going to be Professor Hulking it up. And we he's not gone from the MCU, folks. I mean, we saw him briefly in Shang-Chi, you know. He's still there kicking as Bruce Banner. And part of me thinks they're probably going to keep him just because he's kind of sort of the catalyst for Civil War II. But either way, I'm, I'm pleased to see Professor Hulk. He's, he and uh, Jennifer have a pretty good uh, cousin relationship. Yeah, yeah, and I just... I guess I would just say, like, kind of going on that that criticism or a little bit, like, I think I would say, well, for one, I think, isn't there some kind of contracting issue with, like, the like Incredible Hulk as, like, getting a standalone, like, title, like, both in movie or TV? I remember hearing that a while ago, but that aside... Yeah, yeah like, that's I, correct. Universal owns the rights to a Hulk movie. Oh, uh, okay, so okay. Even just practically speaking, that complaint is kind of pointless, but, um... yeah. But I, I, on the other hand, too, I just I don't feel bad for Mark Ruffalo. Like that guy gets plenty to do in a bunch of other movies. Like oh, he's fine. He's yeah, fine. He's, yeah, fine. he's fine. You know. Um, well, the other thing is that assumes that he would want his own movie, and like yeah. I don't know if he would because the thing is that not everyone wants to be in superhero movies. Like 
I remember, for instance, back when Mad Men was still on and John Hamm was really hot, a lot of people were like, why isn't John Hamm in a superhero movie? He looks like a superhero. Um, <laughs> and his response was, I don't want to lock myself in for one of those contracts. They're grueling. Um, oh, and, wow. I totally get that. And we've also heard, like, it's it's become, you know, there's been more light shown on, like, male actors and what they have to do physically to bulk up for these roles. And also, like, a lot of times they're dehydrated or they're on these, like, not sustainable diets. And Yikes. it's also harder when you're getting older. So, like, I'm just saying not every actor wants to be in multiple superhero movies. And I think for Mark Ruffalo, who's kind of an indie actor, I feel like he might like this. I mean, again, I don't know. I haven't, you know, watched extensive interviews with the guy or read, you know, a huge amount about him. But it just seems based on the other projects he does that I feel like he would probably prefer this to just kind of dip in and dip out and... um you know, do a smaller role that gives him more flexibility. Um, so, you know, that's something that should be considered. And also just like, I don't know, I I feel like there are, he's again, gotten an opportunity to be in quite a few of these movies. So, you know, if he were really frustrated by like the lack of screen time, I mean, the other thing is saying like, oh, well, the first one was with Edward Norton, so it doesn't count. But it's like, Mark Ruffalo did take over the role from Edward Norton. So he knew that he was stepping into another actor's role and he's made it his own, you know? Yeah. And that's just one complaint about She-Hulk so far. And I totally get what you guys are saying because Mark Ruffalo does strike me as the type that's like comfortable with what he's doing and happy. Like seriously, there's this one clip where these guys are interviewing Paul Rudd of all people like on the red carpet and then Mark Ruffalo sees him and he's kind of fanboying in the background like oh my gosh is that Paul Rudd you know people found it so cute because they're like dude you're famous too you know yeah it's just super wholesome but either way happy that we have Mark Ruffalo obviously we couldn't be doing this show without him but I'm pleased to see him back as Professor Hulk give us the blood transfusion Jennifer Walters is going to need it she looks pretty awesome, even though one of the other things that people are complaining about is that the, the CGI looks, like, goofy. People are making a lot of Shrek memes. Like, oh my god, the new Shrek movie, finally. And I'm just like, are you guys picky, or am I am I just I'm easily gonna... amused by things? I, I like it. Okay. I'm gonna level with you. There is a, a, a shot where I thought, unprompted, of... Fiona. I was like, oh, that shot just kind of reminds me of Fiona. Um, oh, it's on the trailer. It's the 59 time mark or 50 like minute time mark where she kind of like she's um, in her lawyer outfit and she makes kind of like this like awkward or not. I'm not awkward. She just kind of like makes his face. just like, what just happened? And some of the ways like she wrinkles her nose or something. It just kind of reminded me a little bit of it did remind me of Fiona. It really did. Um, <laughs> and I don't say that as a criticism, but it, it was a moment that I had. So like, um, yeah, I just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't see that. But then again, I haven't seen Shrek since I was a little kid. So um, I I didn't realize that everyone has like seen it multiple times um but yeah i so i didn't i didn't pick up on that but but i also think i mean here's the thing with the cgi 
concerns that, I mean, I feel like this also just keeps coming up. Um, it to me kind of seems like for some people, it's just kind of a convenient go-to in terms of like showing that you are a discerning cinephile or whatever, you know, like, oh, my oh gosh. I'm not like you sheep. I noticed that the CGI wasn't good, you know, um, like, and, it, and so, yeah, that to me, I feel like is kind of, it just seems like it's a bandwagon nowadays to complain about CGI, but it's also from people who are watching all this stuff you know like there's someone i follow on youtube who otherwise has sensible opinions who like rags on the cgi in every single fantasy show he talks about and i'm just like my dude is there a fantasy show where you like the cgi and <laughs> also i'm just like well you're also watching it on like intense editing trailer monitors you know so maybe it does look a little bit different to you but on a you know if you're watching it on a tv or on a phone Sometimes it's like, I'm sorry, you just can't see it, you know, and you shouldn't have to pretend that you see stuff that you don't see just because, you know, that's well, like if the CGI is so bad that it's distracting, um, you know, that's definitely something that does happen. But I also feel like nowadays everyone's just so used to seeing wall to wall CGI that it's become really popular to just kind of like pick at it. Um, anyway, oh, sorry. Okay. Just me. I just feel like this is a bandwagon thing. No, thank you for sharing. I didn't even realize that was a thing. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with your point, Caroline. Um, you know, I, it's rare that I actually really, like, actively think about CGI not working. Infamously, the whole removal of Clark Kent's mustache. Um, <laughs> we Not to bring, not to drag DC in the mud, but to drag him in the mud a little bit. Yeah, it's the only time I can... I could yeah. think of where I was like, oh, that's a little weird. I know. I'm, I mean, we're not, we're not dragging DC overall, but I mean, seriously, some of the choices made for that Justice League movie like need to be dragged. Um, you know. uh, but yeah, that's another example of something. That's actually a good example of what I was talking about, where it's like, it's so bad, it's distracting, where that was something where it wasn't just a few people online being, I don't know, it looks kind of wonky. It's like everyone who saw, it seemed like just about everyone who saw that was like, oh my gosh, that is really unsettling. <laughs> yeah yeah well it's also because something like that goes more into the uncanny valley like if you're trying to replicate something that's very realistic you are going to end up with it looking weirder than if you're trying to replicate something that's more like you know if you're trying to make a big green lady those don't exist in real life so you're not going to run into the issue of it being like like real life but off enough to give you the to weird you out you know yeah, yeah. I personally don't see anything wrong with the CGI, truly. Like, I think uh, Jennifer Walters looks pretty good, especially from how I know her in the comics, you know? She doesn't have to be insanely huge to, like, get her point across, because the whole point of her character is she's, like, a toned-down version of the Hulk. She can get bigger and stronger when she's, like, uh, ticked off and such, but for the most part, her day-to-day -day thing is, like, a woman athlete that happens to be green and green hair and that's yeah. something that people are kind of nitpicking at too they're like hey she can change back and forth from human to green lady no in the comics she's always green lady and me i'm just like well yeah but um you, d you don't like the green lady because you say the cgi is bad and yet you want the green lady more around because that's not in the comics uh, okay just make up your mind people <laughs> i think she looks fine personally yeah. 
I I think she looks great, but I'm also kind of a sucker for women with muscles. So same, <laughs> same. I I I'm very happy to see like I don't know something about like a big strong woman like bridal carrying either a guy or another girl. I'm 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 here for it. You know, I am so here for that. You don't even know like seeing her hit it off with that guy, and I really hope she does hit it off, and it's not just he's trying to get close to her to stab her in the back or something because. I tell you, that line lives in my head. You want us with some fries? Let's take it to go. That is an ideal date. <laughs> Just, yes. Yeah. And her carrying him over the threshold, man, carry me, Jennifer Walters. As a fellow Jennifer, I feel like it, I, I feel like I should be carried bridal style at least once in my life by a strong lady. <laughs> yes. Yes. I want that for you. Thank you. <laughs> Let's manifest that instead. Like Matt Murdock. <laughs> Uh, Jen getting carried over the threshold. Yes, let's do that. Okay, I'm I'm here for that. Um, but yeah, it's funny that like we already ship Jennifer and Fry Guy. <laughs> <laughs> he has no name yet. He's Fry Guy. I'm here for it. Yeah, <laughs> I I do. I I think for me, it's just like, all right, are they going to sexualize her or not? Is kind of like where. <laughs> I am at as far as her visuals go. I'm just like, she's not in a bikini. Great start. Great start. That is a great start. Before we started recording, before we started recording, I was um, telling, I was talking about, we were talking about how I have this old comic from, and by old, I mean from 1993. (laughs) We're like every, every page, she's just dressed up in this super slinky outfit or bikini. Um, and it's just like, you know, deeply uncomfortable <laughs> to read yeah, or like, look at. Every yeah. picture of this character I've seen before, like, I mean, I think that there are more modern comics where she's got like, you know, a sensible like lawyer outfit on. But like so many older pictures of this character I've seen are just either her in a bikini or her with her clothes ripped. Uh, why? So, like, I really just think there are a bunch of male writers who were like, Hey, hey, wouldn't it be hot if if there was like a girl version of the Hulk and every time she transformed her clothes came off? <laughs> that would be hot. <laughs> I feel like I should do full Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> that would be hot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the reference, but that's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, that's exactly what happened, isn't it? Ew. Yeah. So, like, I appreciate the fact that, like, she's, like, muscular and the fact that she has, like, a reasonably proportioned, like, bust, you know? Um, And also that, like, the person who's commenting on her butt is, like, another woman who's like, your butt looks awesome, you know? Yes, right? Own it, girl. Yeah. And, like, this is also, you know, what we kind of talk about in terms of, like, a character being sexualized versus a character being like sexual, you know, that's a bit, there's a big difference there. Yeah. Is like, she's allowed to be hot and attractive. It's just that that's not the whole point of her. And it's also not to like this ridiculous degree that like, that's the, again, the only point of her design is to be sexual, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's an attorney at law, people. I really want to see her represent other superheroes. I mean, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page and she's apparently going to uh, represent Abomination. Like, for those of you who have not watched The Incredible Hulk with uh, uh, Edward Norton. Yeah, this guy, he's a 
he's a bad guy. He's he kind of uh, fought off the Hulk, but we see that he's back. Uh, shout out to Tim Roth, and somehow, some way, Jennifer Walters is going to represent him. And I can see that. I mean, they brought him in for Shang Chi. You know, him and Wong seem to be you know partners, buddy buddy, I guess. And Wong showing up too, so that that'll be cool. Yeah. But I'm thinking, along with Abomination, who else could Jennifer uh, represent, you know, on the superhero attorney level? I'm like, who's been messing up? Which one of you naughty children has been messing with, like, the fabric of time with your superhero powers? Steven? <laughs> Peter? <laughs> Steven? Well, no one knows who Peter is. Um... Oh, it still hurts me. But yeah, there's just there's possibilities along with Abomination, you know. Just it makes me wonder who else is going to show up, you know. We don't know much yet, and it seems like we're probably just going to be focusing on Abomination, which I'm I'm cool with that, truly. Especially since we get Wong out of it. Awesome. So I I'm like I'm looking for a good time with this show. I'm not looking for any depth like with a uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm not looking for any weirdness like a uh, WandaVision or Loki. I'm looking for a good time and some lawyery stuff that I haven't gotten since Daredevil. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good uh, point you bring up about her like representing Abomination is that I feel like there might be room here for an interesting theme um about like the idea of villains and like rehabilitation or like what is the proper way to deal with a villain you know because one of the things that happens is like the villains end up getting killed a lot um especially in like phase one and most of phase two and you know a lot of times like that's in those are in situations where like the hero kind of has to do it in either self-defense or to like save the planet from being blown up um yeah, but I am curious if they will kind of do some more with the idea of like, okay, you know, how wh- how do we deal with villains? Like, do we give like, you know, what does due process look like on in a superhero context? Because like the problem with someone with superpowers is that they're kind of hard to like, you know, get and bring into a courtroom because they have superpowers. Um, yeah. So like, I feel like that could be really interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely down. I mean, I know we got like the raft and all that, but that's only like a temporary solution. We need an actual court case, especially since collateral damage is a huge thing, you know? So, yeah. Well, the raft is also really bad because it's like they just throw people in there without any due process. Like, we don't, the people are heroes, you know, who are just literally just trying to save the world exactly it's it's a scary place i mean i'm I'm watching jessica jones right now and even she's just like yeah they're gonna throw me in the raft and throw away the key and i'm going to rot in there and i'm just like that is the raft isn't it but where else could you put a super powered person because i'm thinking like you got the vulture from spider-man homecoming that's just a regular dude in a suit they put him in regular jail he's fine but what about like the other super powered villains who are just super strong, super magical, or whatever. Like, if Wanda hadn't been crushed by the rubble, if Thanos hadn't been snapped, where would they go, exactly? Yeah, yeah. I think that that's a good question. And, like, with the raft, I'm not saying that you couldn't use it to detain um, superpowered people who need to be detained. I just think that, again, the only use of it we've seen is on people who, you know, are not a threat to society because they were trying just trying to do the right thing and again we're just thrown in there without any 
process or lawyers. Like, you know, they didn't have Jennifer to defend them. Exactly. And that's not okay, you know? Um, And that's also, again, I think something they could bring up with this series is like, even if people are in the wrong, it's like you still, you know, you, you are still innocent until proven guilty and you still have the right to an attorney. Yeah, exactly. It's human rights, people. Even for extraterrestrials. Come on now. Human rights. You're right. People human rights. and inhuman and eternal and alien rights. Yes. Yes. I am here for this. And I want Jennifer Walters. I don't know what exactly Abomination did, except maybe like she's defending him for illegal fighting and leveling Harlem or whatever. But like, <laughs> yeah, the, du- the dude's still kicking. He deserves another shot, even though I don't know quite well where he stands at this point if he and Wong are like cutting their profits 50-50 or whatever but I don't know but he's one of the few villains out there that we can you know borrow for the time being for a court case yeah yeah and that also makes me kind of wonder if there's going to be like any kind of Thunderbolt style villain team up coming in the future um, you know, I know we won't, they wouldn't probably wouldn't be the Thunderbolts or at least Ross wouldn't be present. Cause you know, RIP William Hurt. Um, yeah, I was wondering about how that would help because now that uh, Ross's actor has passed, but he's also a big, uh, key in the Hulk stories, like all the time, just, just going up against Bruce Banner and he's even uh, gone up against Jennifer Walters, although he's more more or less willing to leave her alone because she's got more control, you know, but still he's a big threat, but without the actor, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. I wonder if it's actually just the fact that she hasn't dated his daughter yet. That makes him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No fear of that. As far as I'm aware, she's definitely hetero, but if he's got like a son or like a favorite nephew or godson or something, then we might have some problems. Yeah, that would be kind of like a funny reversal of that trope of like, no, I want my precious little boy to be stay away from that big green lady. (laughs) I'm here for this. I'm totally here for this. (laughs) Well, is there anything else you guys want to talk about in terms of the trailer? Like, I know we didn't get a lot other than some quips and such and, you know, CGI, but uh, anything else you guys want to bring up? I mean, Um, I'm just looking forward to like Bruce being... Um, and failing as a mentor <laughs> you know like um, we're, like you know like I just love the, the back and forth with the transformation triggered by anger and fear and she's like those are the baselines of any woman just existing um, and then you know he turns on the wall of uh, spiky wheels and she's gonna die and he's just like yeah <laughs> I'm gonna throw you in this life or death situation it's, it's sort of like, you know, it's like, well, you know, a bird's got to fall to learn how to fly, kicks out of the nest, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just the vibe, you know. Um, I reminder never to let Bruce Banner watch your children, just, you know. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, we we have a short list of Avengers that are allowed to babysit. It's a pretty short list. It is such a short list. Let's it's see. not even funny. Sam Wilson, uh, uh. Bucky Barnes, <laughs> Sam and Bucky are allowed to babysit, but not Bucky alone. I don't think. I don't. No, know. sorry, baby, but no, he needs someone Bucky else. Alone to... is allowed to babysit. I mean, it would be funny, but he's allowed. 
I just want an excuse for him and Sam to get closer together, you know? That, that, that's not saying. Um, oh, well, that's how the plot um, works. Bucky loses the kids and then Sam has to help him find them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting you, I'm never letting you near my nephews ever again. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I Sam's would... like, yeah, they've tried that multiple times. Better men than you have failed. <laughs> <laughs> I am so here for this. But yeah, mentor Bruce Banner. Did not see that coming. Like, I know he's kind of sort of a mentor in the comics to like uh, Peter Parker, but not not really. He doesn't exactly have the chance in the MCU. But no. to his own cousin? No, all right. This should be interesting. Kick the bird out of the nest. Yeah, I, I like that idea for him, you know, because I feel like part of the problem with the MCU is that he's never like, quite found his niche and like I don't know I kind of feel like a lot of phase one superheroes who I felt like never quite found their niche are like now finding it you know like Clint as a mentor to Kate you know that's that's where he belongs really accepted yes and so maybe Bruce as a mentor to Jennifer is like where he belongs well we can hope we can dream you know um I mean I'm enjoying what we're seeing so far is all is all I'll say I, I think um but yeah, I don't know. I think I think also I just want to touch on like just the fact that like she Jennifer Walters seems to very much value being like anonymous flying under the radar and like when she's a She-Hulk, she very much cannot, you know. Yep. So is she like not is she like trying to hold on to some kind of like secret identity because as far as I know she doesn't really have one in the comics, She right? does um, not have one at all yeah. whatsoever. But this seems to be yeah. something that she wants you know um and i don't know maybe it's already like um i mean her friend says like you're a story jennifer but like um so maybe it's already like cats already out of the bag or whatever but like i feel like there's just like the sense of like where she just really wants to like get under control and like maintain her privacy and things like that um and you know especially because bruce too is just like i know this is not what you wanted but like you know we have to deal with it um you know and which just makes me wonder just like how how she gets a power how she becomes She-Hulk, you know? Um just like what what happens there? Is it like a blood transfusion like in the comics or or what what's the deal there? I just I just wonder about that. Um Yeah, I'm genuinely but, curious about how they're going to go about that too. Yeah. And yeah. like Yeah, I don't know. Is it going to be like um sort of like um like is her character arc gonna be like her gaining confidence i mean not that i don't think she she already seems pretty confident to me but just sort of a little bit still like kind of reclusive maybe is the word i'm looking for at the moment you know and is it like sort of just like getting her out there in the world like again to bring in the bird metaphor like where she has to fly you know Hmm. yeah maybe yeah maybe that's it it's about like someone who kind of wanted to be invisible now gets to a point where like she's a, like a giant green lady so there's just no <laughs> way she can be and so she has to kind of like embrace you know being out in public or being more visible or like yeah kind of like the bird metaphor is like Bruce, Bruce pushes her out of the nest and now she has to like spread her wings and fly yeah 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 agreed in the comics, she starts off as pretty shy and introverted, but eventually grows into her own as this self-confident, badass lady attorney at law. 
So it could be sort of like her starting off as, okay, I have these abilities I didn't ask for, but, and I definitely do not want to be a superhero. I literally just want to be a lawyer. That's all I want to do in my life. Maybe even get a date. Yeah. But something's going to make her use her powers. And hopefully that's where the self-confidence grows. That's that's my theory. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I also kind of wonder because like, um, you know, with people people being upset that she has sort of uh, she can switch back and forth. Unlike the comics, it's like, well, in the comics, we have a whole lot of characters with secret identities, whereas the MCU has only kind of dipped its toe in that. So like maybe that's going to be part of her story is like maintain trying to maintain the secret identity. Um, mm you know but maybe not again maybe she just won't be able to um because she hawk she hulk is just too visible i think i said she hawk there i turned her i, I like made her <laughs> somehow you mixed up the metaphor and turned her into she hawk <laughs> you're right that's the problem we've been using the burn metaphor too much and now she's she hawk she, she got <laughs> and she needs to learn to embrace herself as she hawk <laughs> oh my gosh oh man um, um yeah so yeah i'm kind of curious if like if that's going to be a part of it um i'm also sort of interested in her comment about how like being a superhero isn't for normal people it's just for billionaires and narcissists um and adult orphans yeah i was about to say adult orphan is not a real thing the term orphan specifically applies to child to a child so adults are not orphans just just want to say that (laughs) (laughs) tell that to jennifer walters she's not wrong about the superhero comment though i'm just like well we got a lot of those uh narcissists and such all right uh, okay i see you girl well i mean you know earlier on i would have agreed with her but i feel like now there's a lot fewer of those running around um and i am kind of curious if it's like it's just kind of a meta commentary um, from Marvel about how like hey a lot of your heroes are like kind of obnoxious dudes who have to learn humility um, or maybe it is like something to do with how heroes are perceived at this point um, because you know we know that's been kind of up in the air a little bit since the snap how it's like on the one hand you know Peter was you know vilified um, Sam's been kind of forgotten a lot of the other ones have been forgotten uh, Doctor Strange seems like people mostly like him. So, you know, it's it's difficult to say how people feel about, like, superheroes as a group, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just curious if that's going to play a role in it. If, like, if superheroes at this point have a really bad reputation or a good one or it's really mixed. Because, like, for a lot of people, they're just like, okay, I guess they fixed the snap, but maybe they caused the snap too or true yeah you know yeah that should Mm. be interesting i wonder if they will get into that yeah anyway i'm sorry to be pedantic about the old orphan comment i just feel like people (laughs) online like defending like some of the guys in this series be like he's an orphan and like an orphan is a child he's not a child he's an adult I think I think kind of what it gets at though, like as far as like the adult orphan, or just even just like the reference to an orphan, even for an adult, is like this person who is isolated, like doesn't have a family, um, like yeah, doesn't have people, you know. Um, so I think it's just another way of saying that. But I feel like adult orphan, for me, it kind of evokes a similar vibe uh, as man child a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
You know, just the way she's saying it and just her attitude in general throughout this trailer, I just feel like that's, like, the kind of vibe that I got of, like, oh, yeah, and adult orphans or something. I just feel like there's something, there's, like, some under, like, undertone there a little bit, like, that's sort of, sort of, like, that she's thinking about it in terms of, of, I don't know, man-child. I don't know. Or, or, you know, I... (laughs) It could just be, again, just, like, somebody, you know, who, again, it's like, oh, they don't have any family, you know? Um, it kind of, it reminds me a little bit of that awful, awful movie, Jupiter Ascending. Um, where, oh, like, no. You know, they she had a family, but then they, the movie didn't really know what to do with them. It's like, oh, yeah, that's why they kill off the family for, like, the hero, generally. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, that whole thing. The lazy yeah. way out, or whatever. Um, that's what it makes me think of, that term. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That's an interesting take on it of like, you know, for her, there's this sense of like superheroes are these kind of adult men who are still kind of like loners who don't know how to connect with people, maybe, or, you know, don't like haven't haven't processed their relationship with their family at all, maybe, or something like that. But yeah, I like I like that idea that it's kind of like similar to like man child in the way she's talking about it. Yeah, I don't know. That that was just the sense that I, I got. It was like a, more of a dig rather than her being technical about the term, you know, orphan. Um, but yeah, I think um, one of the uh, oh, something else I want to talk about was the She-Hulk attorney at law. I mean, we kind of touched on it. You know, it's important that she's a lawyer. Like, I just like that that's like important enough that it's part of the title. You know, I just appreciate that. Nice. Yeah. 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 Yep, yep, yep. Um, and um and then we were talking about this offline but just like um we were talking about the showrunner Jessica Gao um a little bit about Jessica Gao's um credits if if you t- either of you want to talk about that um well it seems like she has mostly worked in comedy um which is the thing that kind of jumped out at me which suggests that this show is going to be a bit more of a sitcom which i feel like makes sense with the and not like a weird edgy deconstruction sitcom like WandaVision, <laughs> um, but more of like it's a it to me that was something that I was kind of struck me during the trailer is for some reason I got a bit of I like a late kind of 90s vibe to this. You know, it kind of made me think of stuff like Ally McBeal or like Sex in the City about like, you know, single lady in her 30s who's got her career and, you know, maybe her personal life's a little messy. Um and so, yeah, it, they felt a little bit throwback to me, but not in a like, you know, 90s nostalgia type of way. Just um, that was kind of the vibe I got from this character. And I'm I'm kind of down for that um, because, again, it just feels like a different kind of series than one that we've already gotten. Like, because we've definitely had some more sort of lighthearted series, but the idea that this will be like kind of a superhero sort of comedy show, maybe um seems fun to me I'm down for that um and yeah it seems like Jessica Gao um has worked on like a lot of animated stuff um and a lot of um sitcoms so uh for me the one that jumped out was Silicon Valley um which for the most part was very very funny so you know and kind of satirical so it feels like um that would make sense um she's also worked on Rick and Morty which I have very mixed feelings about um and then you know robot chicken which is like all over the place but you know general generally weird and pop culture and 
Um, and again, mm-hmm. it's fantasy. But you guys, uh, I have not seen some of the other things she's done, like um, the the Mighty Bee. Um, oh so, yeah. yeah, my that's an animated show on Nickelodeon that my my dad was actually a really big fan of. <laughs> um, it's a pretty cute show. Oh, she worked on Lab Rats too. I did like that show. Um, yeah. And Big Time Rush, which uh, throwback to all of the 2010s uh, kids who watch Nickelodeon. Ooh, oh my um. gosh! Right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily uh, like recommend Big Time Rush, but you know the nostalgia's there. Um, it's fun, yeah. Um, but the Mighty BM were being pretty, pretty cute, wholesome series. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting plethora of things that she's she's done um, as far as like sitcoms and like, you know, just fun kind of ridiculous, um, but in a good way sort of content, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's definitely the vibe I'm getting because between the Mighty Bee and Back at the Barnyard and um, Big Time Rush, there's definitely a lot of silliness there. In fact, yeah. the fact that she wrote for Rick and Morty, I was like, oh, that's almost a turn because, yeah, it's in a way it's comedy, but more like dark sci-fi comedy. The fact that she wrote the episode Pickle Rick, which is a pretty famous episode and considered one of the gems of the show overall, I was like, all right, cool. So I know that you've got some at least some action under your belt because everything else is fun and silly, but I'm like, well, with the She-Hulk, she's got to punch someone at least once. So we need someone who's at least familiar with that. So, all right, cool. Jessica Gow, give us what you got. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, I did not know that she wrote the Pickle Rick episode because, like, that's kind of what I mean about having mixed feelings about Rick and Morty is that, like, sometimes that show seems very self-aware um, and other times it does not. And the fan base doesn't help with that because it they, does not. No. Yeah. It seems like they watched that that episode and were just like, oh, Rick's a pickle. Cool. And then just like ran with that and mixed and missed like, you know, the entirety of the uh, the critique there. Um, so. So, yeah, that was one of the episodes I like better of that show. So that that's a good sign for me. Yeah. yeah. All righty. Cool. Well, is there anything else either of you want to talk about in terms of this trailer? No, I think that's pretty much it for me. Um, yeah, I think I have gotten through all my notes. Um, yeah, my my super hot controversial take is that this looks like fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic about this, and I am going to go in without d- thinking too deeply about it. I'm going to have fun and hope that things work out with Fry Guy. Mm, yeah. Bye, guy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. We're, we're all on board for Fry Guy. Hopefully, he turns out to to be a good guy, and and yeah, not to just be messing with her or something. So, in for now, we like Fry Guy. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well. All right. If if that's all for today, thank you guys so much for gathering here today to talk about She Hulk. I know we've been like hit with a lot of Marvel content. <laughs> so wow yeah you guys taking the yeah. taking the time um but uh yeah and uh you know as always thank you all all you listeners for listening to our show if you like what you hear you can rate us and review us on spotify and apple Podcasts. tell your friends about it so we can uh you know get more people in on the party um but otherwise thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time on nerd, nerd alert, alert.
Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.